Welcome to the Jack and John Podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. Well, guys, we're going to try and wrap up our big words of the Bible here. And uh, it's just been a fun little journey. Um, and we didn't try to get them all. No, we... no, absolutely not. We can't do that. Um, I still think my favorite is propitiation. Yeah. Just because that's... You just a, like to say it. It's a fun word to say, <laughs> you know, and it, it really is Great kind concept. of the, the crux of the whole thing, literally, because it's talking about Jesus being our propitiation. Our He's the sacrifice one that, of atonement. Yeah. Yes. He, he took our place, took right. the punishment for us. So, well, part of the deal with Jesus taking our place is because we were in disagreement with God. I mean, think about it. God made an agreement in the very beginning. He made an agreement with, with Adam, basically. He said, hey, I've made all this great stuff. Uh, for you, I put you here to be in charge of this stuff. Um, I only got one little thing, and that is don't eat from this tree over here because it'll kill you. I got one thing. You know, you only had one job. Um, and and then, of course, we know what happens there. So, but at the very basic gist of it, why do you need an agreement? Well... Yeah, I mean, it's like the children of Israel became the people of God. Sure. And uh, they were living in a time where there were all kinds of pagan people. I'm supposing that they're there because of the Tower of Babel, uh, all that business of trying to get to God and be like God. And God, you know, confused their language. They kind of moved out into the corners of the world and they kind of took up residence these different places. And now here come these children of Israel out of Egypt as slaves now coming into freedom and they're encountering all these pagan people and these people have figured out how to make war and all the children of Israel have ever done is figure out how to make bricks without straw and things like that they were they were <laughs> they were slaves and uh, they've got to fight these you know pretty you know, weaponed up people, and and they're like they're like the uh, they're outnumbered. They're outnumbered. And they're, outnumbered they 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 like got their wooden hose and stuff running yeah. around, and these people got chariots and well, and they've been wandering around for forty years. Yeah, so God had to make a people. He wanted to make a people right. to separate them out, and so what he did was he made an agreement with them. Yeah. He set them apart as his people. So Jack. Jumps right in, goes all deep, and I just wanted a simple answer. <laughs> you need an agreement because you're in disagreement. Oh. Yeah. No, okay. that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but if you got two parties that are in opposition for whatever reason, you gotta have an agreement. And uh, but God in his infinite wisdom and his infinite grace and mercy. Um, he's looking out for us with the agreement. Think about what, what's a contract? What, how's a contract different from covenant? Covenant's our big word, okay? Do you know? Well, you said the word. Do you know what's different between a contract and a covenant? <clears throat> Do you want the simple answer or the? I want the simple know? answer. <laughs> you want to then tell us? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jack. I was not trying to put you on the spot. Well, with yeah. The question. No, the the. The thing about a contract is it's based on mistrust, okay? You, you, you have this big document, 
And the whole point of it is um, you don't trust that the other person is going to necessarily do what they say. Um, they don't necessarily trust that you're going to do what you say. And so you write this binding agreement that says, okay, if you don't do what, what you say, that's a violation of the contract and there's consequences. Okay, if I violate my contract in my workspace, well, one, I can lose my job. But for example, let's say I went next door and tried to start a practice. Well, that's a violation of my contract because mm -hmm. I have a no a non-compete agreement. Mm -hmm. And what would happen is they would file an injunction to stop me from practicing and take me to court. You know, or more likely I just wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to go through all mm -hmm. that stuff. But the contract is based on mistrust. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, I like music. I like musicals. I like uh, these kinds of things. And I, I enjoy the movie about George M. Cohan, you know, the, the movie I'm talking about. And he, he wrote more, um, sh plays and shows for Broadway than probably is prolific, um, writer of music and lyrics and things. And they say that he entered into an agreement with his partner and it was all based on a handshake. Oh. You know, back in the day when a man's word was his bond, you know, you, you could seal a deal with a handshake. And um, I don't know, he, he nev they never had a, had a contract or an agreement between mm -hmm. the two that they signed and always trusted each other. So. Now, if there's evidence for a verbal agreement, that's binding just like a contract. The, the problem with that kind of issue is if you don't have evidence to support, here was the, the agreement. But yeah, um, that's a, a good example more along the lines of a covenant. Because a covenant is not based on mistrust. It's based on trust right. and, it's, okay. and goodwill. It's a good faith agreement that, you know, here's what I'm going to do. And with God... Um, his early covenants with the children of Israel, um, well, you could say that those were like a, a two-way agreement. Yeah. If you do this, I'm doing this. You know. Well, I'm thinking back to maybe maybe one of the first covenant agreements or covenants was with Abraham, right. but he wasn't Abraham yet. Yeah, He was Abram before uh, God changed his name, you know, fulfillment of his name. And he made an agreement with him, and and Abram had a problem with God, and his problem was he didn't have an heir, so that he could pass down, right, right. agreement, and so he, you know, he he was a hundred years old, so there's reason to feel like he never will have an heir, but you forget who you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with an agreement with God, and God continued to tell Abraham, no you will have an heir. You know, it's not going to go to someone else in your family. It's not going to go to someone else in your household. It's going to go to your son. So does there take faith in a, a, an agreement or a covenant with God? In that case, absolutely. Yeah. Because it wasn't just you know, you're going to have an heir, but he's, you're going to have an heir. You old guy, you are going to have an heir with your old wife. Right. Okay. Well, you know, it says that when, when God tells Abraham that or Abram that, that 
Sarah laughed, right? And doesn't Isaac's name mean laughter? His name means laughter. Yeah, she did laugh. She laughed thinking um, about that. And, well, and, and the funny thing is, you know, I've always heard that story told that like she's scoffing, you know, at God. Uh, but think about it. You know, my wife's not as old. She's as, in her 90s. Right. I'm, I, you know, my wife's not nearly as old as, as Sarah. And if somebody said she was going to have a baby. She'd laugh too. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Are you, are you kidding me? You know? And, and uh, you know what? I'm not going to get graphic on the details Good. with this stuff. Because, you know, doctors, we have you a tendency to be able to do that. You I could do that. that. But you know what? You just go ahead and do that in your own mind. Yeah. Because that wasn't going to happen. It was not going to happen. I would have laughed too. Um, but there's also a, a part that's probably hidden in that laughter that, wow, that would be something. Yeah, and you know. it didn't give you the sense that, you know, it was a negative critical laugh, really. Right. I mean, it wasn't a... No. That. But, um, well, and, you know, thankfully, you know, the angel of the Lord didn't like silence her like they like with Zechariah, you know, you're not, not going to say anything until he, you know, or Simeon, born. you can't talk anymore. Right. <laughs> you're right. Um, and so there's covenants all the way through uh, the Bible because God's always making mm. promises to us. He's the God of, a, of the covenant. He is. He is. He is. Um, so there's so many interesting things with it. Of course, you know, one of the earlier covenants was with Noah too. Yeah. And, and everybody knows that covenant because every time it there's rains, a rainbow, even to this right. day. Yeah. And we see the rainbow. And of course, a lot of people scoff at that and they scoff at the whole story of Noah. And it's like, you know what? You can believe whatever you want to believe, I guess. But um, I, I believe that that those that story is real. I believe that God put it in there for a reason. And I I don't have any reason to not believe it. Um, you know, faith isn't just stumbling into things blindly because somebody told you. No, it's believing it because you've got enough other reasons to believe what they said. It's it's like if you've got a, a kid that, that just is always a good kid, always telling you the truth, and then something happens that sounds unbelievable, but they've told you, you're going to be inclined to investigate that. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to believe them based on the other stuff that they've already done. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. You know, oh, ye of little faith. So many times we see God work yeah. in our lives. And sure as the day is long, something happens to us again. And once again, you know, we will go back sometimes to our fallback position of not trusting God enough. I always think about John the Baptist in this kind of situation because, mm. you know, here he is. He, he's paved the way for, for Jesus to come and establish his kingdom. And, um, you know, he's the, only, he's the greatest in the kingdom next to Jesus, basically, mm-hmm. is, is what, what he said, what Jesus says. And, and but yet here he is sitting in Herod's prison waiting in execution. And so what does he do? He sends his Gets people. a little discouraged, yeah. maybe. You he know? sends his people to, to Jesus and says, hey. You really? You know, because um, this isn't what I th- was figuring on. You know, I wasn't counting on sitting here rotting in jail and and dying this way. Are, are you really him? And um, that must have been a tough spot uh, to be in. And then, you know, if I'm writing the story, 
you know, I'm going to do like what, what Jesus did with, with Peter when Peter was in prison and have an angel appear to him and get him out of prison, you know? He never does that with John. No. John the Baptist was beheaded. Well, the Bible says, you know, and John the Baptist himself, I must become less that he might become more. Yeah. Uh, there was kind of a sense that John had completed his ministry, had completed his work, and now it's time for Jesus to enter into his time uh, to usher in a new covenant. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like John the Baptist to me, the thief on the cross to me, represent an old covenant. And on the other side of the cross and the resurrection, you have a new covenant. Uh, did I get into the New Testament too quick? No, not at all. Okay. Let's do this because there are so many scriptures. In fact, um, guys, in the uh, notes on the podcast, I'm going to put a link to um, a, a devotion that um, Mike Bridgewater, um, our wizard or technical master here. Uh, I'm going to put a link to a, a devotional that he did on covenant. Um, and in fact, if you want to just hit pause here or stop, you know, and just skip down there and click to that link, it's probably better than anything we're saying yeah. anyway. Um, but one of the verses that, that Mike used is uh, in Jeremiah 31, and it's easy to remember because it's Jeremiah 31, 31. And I'm just going to read this little passage. you got to remember, you know, the children of Israel have been through so much. You know, we back up to Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Um, and he's telling them, basically, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Um, and then here's 70 years of exile and and bondage um but while they're in exile he's saying this to them the day is coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with the people of israel and judah this covenant will not be like the one i made with their ancestors when i took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of egypt they broke that covenant Though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never remember, never again remember their sins. Um, well, that sounds a lot like heaven to me. Hmm. You know, everyone's going to know um, God. So, the day's coming when he's going to declare this new covenant. Um so, Jack, we've talked about this a little bit already, but what exactly is a covenant? Well, a covenant, in a sense, is a um, an agreement. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, kind of a story, really. But I think you, you studied it deeper and harder than I have, so <laughs> I, I'm going to refer back to your brilliance. I'm going to sit here. You know, I have something to say, but it's a very little thing I'll say at the end. In a, in a secular sense of it, the word covenant 
um, is an agreement between two parties um, specifying reciprocal benefits and responsibilities. There so, you go. so it's similar in a contract, except that it is based on trust rather than a lack of trust or mistrust. Mm, right. um, interestingly, the uh, the Greek word, um, what is it? Dia, they, anyway, I'm going to butcher it anyway, so never mind. Um, <laughs> The Greek word for covenant um, also is translated testament. And if you think about what a testament is, you know, we think about the New Testament, the Old Testament, Testament, but you also think about last will and testament. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. The last will and testament is basically writing down what you've willed in a testament. All right. And here's the interesting thing about a will. Will, a will is a promise, right? But what, what has to happen for that promise to be fulfilled? You have to die. Exactly. The will does not get executed. Which scares me a little bit because we entered into a will just before we retired and came back here. Yeah. So I have to watch what I eat when Melinda fixes it. Yeah. Right? Oh. See what I'm saying? Oh, right? yeah, because you, you left it all to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Some to the kids. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have much to leave. I don't have much to leave. That's the problem. Jesus has the entire kingdom. Yeah. So, but it doesn't get executed until until Death. you die. Yeah. So, what a what an amazing picture that is when God says, "I'm making a covenant." Jesus even calls it the covenant of blood. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to hear this every Sunday because the church that I was raised in, they had those two elders that sat at the chairs on the either side of the communion table. Right. And uh, they would read the same scripture every week. It seems like out of first Corinthians chapter 11. And it says, I received from the Lord what also I delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. When he'd given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. This doing remembrance of me. In the same way, also, uh, he took the cup and he said, drink ye all of it. And uh, this is the new covenant in my blood. Uh, Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, So I remember that even as a small child, hearing this covenant, this, this cup, the blood in the cup, basically the, the sacrifice of Jesus standing behind it is this new covenant in my blood. Uh, so if I may read uh, a little bit out of Hebrews 9, therefore is the mediator of a new covenant, Jesus Christ, so that those who are called may receive the promise eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so under the law, we're responsible for where a will is involved. In this, speaking of what we're talking exactly. about, the death of the one who made it must be established for a will takes effect only a death. Boy, you're smart. Since it is not in force <laughs> as long as the one who made it is alive, therefore not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For whenever, so anyway, they say that, but here's the cool part. This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with blood, both the tent and all of the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood and without the shedding of blood, 
There is no forgiveness of sin. And so what we were doing every Sunday, blessed are those elders who reminded us every Sunday, was we were celebrating the, the blood of Jesus that ushered us into a new covenant with God, whereby we can have relationship with him and all of the gifts that that brings, which is the entire kingdom. The Bible says not that we're going to inherit streets of gold or gates of pearl, but we are going to inherit, according to Matthew, the entire kingdom is ours. Not because I deserve that. I'm humbled when I even say that, but because that's who my father is. And I am a joint heir with Christ. And that is, to me, the beauty of the new covenant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And it's so beautiful that everything that we read in our Bible is with intention. Mm. Um, You know, it's not an accident that Jesus was having that supper at Passover and that he's drinking that cup Mm. when he says, this is my blood that's poured out for you. Um, And when he says new covenant, they had to translate that in their minds immediately to understand that what he's doing is he's fulfilling the old covenant because that whole Passover meal was about God's covenant Mm -hmm. with Israel. They were doing it during the Passover feast, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's sort of like taking the whole thing full circle um, and then establishing that new covenant. And, you know, he's going to establish his kingdom again in a new and glorious and final way when we all get to heaven. Okay. That's why when we were kids and growing up in church, we sang that song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Amen. When we all see Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And when he comes again right. to receive us unto himself, wow, what a day that will be yeah. for sure. Well, and the good news is he's already died and he's risen from the dead. So for this covenant to take effect doesn't require anything like that again. Okay. We need to die to ourselves. Um, we need to do that. But the will is already fulfilled. You know, because he's already died and he's risen from the dead. Um, So what's left to come is his glorious return. Amen. Amen. I don't think I have anything more to add to that, Jack. You don't need any more. I don't think. No, that's good. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, there's plenty. Don't get me wrong. There's so much. It's such a large topic. Well, you know, we were scrolling through. um, Oh, you just just kept strolling through all of the scriptures. There's there's so many references. And there's so many covenants. covenants. You know, Abraham, Noah, Jeremiah, David, all the way through. Yeah. It's exhaustive. Yeah. So... But you know what? Our God has an inexhaustible love in His covenant. Praise God for that. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Don't forget to look for that link and uh, watch Mike's devotional on this because uh, he just does a masterful job with that. I recommend it as well. Yeah. So very good. And we look forward to seeing you next time.